look forward to retirement and avoid the pitfalls. Keep listening for ways to maximize your retirement income. More Than Money with the Popowich Carmelli Advisory Group, CIBC Woodgundy, on News Talk 770. Welcome back. You're here with Dave and Faisal on News Talk 770 and More Than Money. Uh, Faisal, we often talk about diversification, uh, mm-hmm. different asset classes and so on and so forth. And it's been a while since we've actually talked about art. Um, and not just from the sort of the passion of, uh, of art collectors uh, collecting it for the sheer beauty of it or the elegance, but also as an investment, right? Uh, a lot of people have art when they invest in it. They also have an eye to the investment, to the value of that art. And we've done shows in the past when you look at, you know, some of those auctions and how the pricing is going for certain pieces of art. Uh, it's kind of like a, f- a forward-looking indicator of the economy. Sotheby's yeah. has been on the show in the past talking about that kind of stuff. Yeah. So very interesting when you when you look at how art kind of dictates which way the economy is moving. And But, you know, the, the, the question always comes out is if I have this... Uh, these pieces of, 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 of artwork, how, how do I pass that on and who do I give it to? And it gets even more confusing when you start talking about estate planning as well. Yeah, it really does. But anyways, let's, um, let's start with maybe just the passion of art first. We've got Sharon London. This is the president of the Art Dealers Association of Canada joining us today. Sharon, thanks for taking some time with us. Good morning. Thanks for your call. Happy to join you. So let's just talk a little bit about um, about art, if you're interested in art. Um, what do people look for, generally speaking? And I understand that it's very personal, but what do you look for in creating a collection of art? Well, first and foremost, I believe it should be um, an investment in pleasure. So that would mean you buy something that you have a visceral reaction to. Mm-hmm. Um, but beyond that, at a certain level, and for everybody that level is quite different, I think that you have to do some due diligence. You have to um, examine the artist's record in the market. You have to know a bit more about his career to know whether uh, it's the right period or the wrong period to be adding to your collection if, in fact, you're looking for uh, market growth. Yeah, I, I think, again, it's it's very personal. Uh, do most people, when they buy art, um, again, strip that personal bit out? Are they, are they thinking about it in terms of its investment value or its value to the family from a legacy perspective, or is that really a secondary concern? Oh, boy. Well, um, you know, everybody hopes that the value will increase. Right. Uh, the idea is actually to get in a ground level and find somebody before they've been discovered. You know, we can talk about Maude Lewis, who's, uh, who's certainly newsworthy um, this month, not just with the wonderful movie about her life, but with the recent auction sales. And those paintings sold for $5. Right. So somebody who had the, um, the presence of mind to buy one at $5, which certainly would have been going out on a limb way back in the 60s, you know, I mean, one sold for $45,000 last week, one sold for $32,000 yesterday. Well, that's not a bad return on investment, is it? No, it's not a bad return. But when people come in and say to me, show me something that's going to go up in value. Right. That sounds like my day at the office. (laughs) And I buy stocks for a living. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I say, give me a second and I'll take out my crystal ball. Yeah. You know, because really nobody can make that prediction. You might have an idea that somebody will go places, but so much of it depends on the vagaries of the market, the economy, world situation, and really the, on, the ongoing work that the artist is doing. 
Mm-hmm. I, so I there's found no in- such thing, I don't think, as a sure a sure found investment. No, I think that's probably true. I know Deloitte and Touche puts out a um, uh, a global art and finance report. I think they did one in 2016. And I was interested in, in looking at sort of high net worth uh, collectors in their report. It said about 51% of the collectors consider the diversification benefits of buying art. And that was actually up from their previous report. So it would appear that at least high net worth investors, not just in uh, you know buying art for just the pure enjoyment of it, but also with a consideration that, that there's going to be some future value to it. But let's, let's sort of move forward because art's very personal and not everybody knows the value of art. Yeah. Do you have any, you know, you must have some stories or you've heard of some stories of people perhaps receiving art as, a, as a, uh, an estate gift and not really re- realizing what they've got and perhaps disposing of it like this last story at a price that maybe isn't reflective of, of truly what that art's worth. That is very true, and this happens time and time again where somebody's given a wedding gift or left something in a state and they have no knowledge and no interest and no particular affection for the piece, and oftentimes it's thrown out in a garage sale or left behind in the house when they move, and it happens all the time. So, so let's, let's talk about that because there's probably a lot more people in that, uh, in that category. If you do receive uh, an estate gift and part of it is is paintings or sculptures or art of some kind, what do you suggest people do to make sure that they're not making that mistake? (laughs) Well, consult the experts, I always say. Um, You know, before you make any decision, certainly with estate planning with your art, or once you've received a gift, I think that you have to make some inquiries as to current value. You may not like it, but there may be a very substantial market for the work. Where, so where do people go to do that? Do you just go to a local art dealer or do you, do you contact the association or how, how would somebody find out? Well, certainly going to um, well-established galleries would be a good start. Uh, the Professional Art Dealers Association of Canada doesn't do um, individual appraisals. Really, we work with the institutions across the country. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, certainly if somebody were to contact our office, they would be very happy to direct that person to the appropriate expert or appraiser to give them some assistance. All right. And I, I think that's important, Sharon. You, you said it best, right? What's art to one person may not be art to another. So don't just assume, particularly in a, as a gift or an estate, uh, that, that there, is, uh, there is no value there. I want to thank you for taking some time with us today. It's been a pleasure. We've by, uh, been joined by Sharon london Liss. She's the president of the Art Dealers Association of Canada. And, you know, Faisal, we talk about estate planning a lot um, as part of the the transition of wealth to the next generation. And we often talk about the planning and the conversation, right? This is interesting because art's a good example where, you know, your parents may be much more sophisticated than you are in in this particular area in art. And so they may understand the value, but if it hasn't been communicated or properly documented, right, you can actually create a, a problem. A lot of that gift may be given to somebody else because your kids dispose of it not knowing what they've got. That's so true. And, and, and you could be foregone wealth, but more importantly, the, the understanding of all the assets. And I think when, 
when you do have artwork, um, regardless of value, regardless of what you paid for it, yeah. um, you need to have some sort of inventory or um, or listing of all the artwork that you have, all the collectible items that you have. It could go into coins and so on and so forth. Uh, that you should you should have that inventory for your for your um, executor to to look at all that stuff and maybe just take another look uh, and say is are these things worth anything because uh, if they're worth any uh, large amount that changes how the estate should look at. So what you may think is a $5 piece of art and you're just going to, you know, donate it or toss it out or give it to, the, you know, somebody that you, you, it may not be in the actual wishes of the, of the estate. So having that conversation with the executor, more importantly, having an inventory list and maybe even getting it appraised. Cause what you hate yep. also is that if, what if something goes wrong with that piece of art, like a fire or a flood, mm-hmm. and that was worth way more than what you expected. Now your insurance company can protect it as well too. So understanding what you own, you may buy it for something cheap or out of a, you know, even at a, at a garage sale or something like that. But even, even from a donation perspective, right? So so um, from a tax perspective, a donation of art um, often qualifies as cultural property, and it can receive pretty favorable treatment from, from a donation perspective. So it could be part of the legacy in terms of setting up a, a, um, a foundation or something along those Correct. lines, right? Yeah. So lots of different ways to, uh, to look at art, um, not just the, well, we hope when you buy it, you enjoy the art, right? Yeah. But there's also a value, uh, and it can be a substantial value to that. We're going to talk a little bit about legacy and transitioning um, uh, assets of all kinds on taxation at our upcoming seminar. Yeah, taxation is one of the biggest concerns amongst Canadians There are uh, when they transition to retirement. There are other uh, issues that they have, like running out of money. Yeah, That's a big concern for people. So if you are an investor, if you are transitioning to retirement, and if you are concerned about the kind of income that you need, we have strategies in place, and we're going to talk about that on Monday. This is now a Monday, June 19th uh, seminar at the Oak Ridge Co-op Wine and Spirits. That's at 7 p.m. Uh, please give us a call to reserve your seats, 966-8400, 966-8400, or go to our website to register at morethanmoneyradio.com. Okay, well, stay tuned after the break to hear about some of Canada's most beautiful and natural hotels to put on your travel list. You're listening to News Talk 770 and More Than Money. David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada.